Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I, I had a relaxing weekend where I went to the Peak District, visited my lady partner's grandparents, and yeah, just, just, just drank. Like- I, f- I feel like you're off uh, out and about a lot of the moment. Because mm. obviously, yeah, what happened? You went to Tory Butlins. You uh, telling me about another weekend away now. You're off for a spa weekend in a couple of weeks' time uh, over Money in the Bank because you hate wrestling so much. You're actively trying to book things on weekends where pay per views are. And now, like, you're telling me you've been away again? I'm, I'm going to be at Money in the Bank, Luke. There will be. <laughs> clear video of me <laughs> on those live reactions uh-huh no no this was uh of course we we had many trips planned for last year as i'm sure many people did but we had a, a particularly big one a three-weeker traveling around vietnam which was supposed to happen three oh, weeks man. after the country it's entered lockdown time. One of the saddest times because like, <laughs> and that was, and we talked about this before on the show, but like you never take two weeks and this was like a huge deal. This is Ollie Davis taking two weeks off work and it was going to be this big thing. And then in the end, you ended up working harder and more days during that two week period because of what happened. I, I, it taught me a lesson, Luke. <laughs> I shouldn't, I should work more. Mm-hmm. No, uh, yeah. it's, and I mean, you know, but we're, me and you are both the same. We don't actually. I think we enjoy holidays when we're on them, but there's no compulsion to go on them. Um, no. This is this is far more. Uh, my my lady partner loves holidays, and it's far more for for her. Not to say that I don't enjoy it, but she has. If I'm left to my own devices, I won't book anything. But she very much will, and she's 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 honestly booked something for herself or me to do. 
in every spare waking moment. <clears throat> Anything that's not taken up by work, you know, mm. I'm out on a on an evening or a weekend. She went to three different places last weekend. Whoa. Not not sorry, three. not the weekend just gone, but the previous weekend. Yeah. That's insane. She, she's working four or three day weeks for two months because she's just going on long weekend, long weekend, break here, break there. Because you know, she had a you know, we all didn't none of us had one for a year. Anyway, it was yeah. It was see the grandparents. That's weekend. Nice. And and you just drank the whole time. Pretty much watched a bit of Wimbledon. The the, the reason I bring it up though, football as well, of course, is we were talking that we got onto the topic of the tragic Miami building collapse. And you know, we we're talking about that. God, that's an awful news story. And then I just I just forgot everyone didn't follow wrestling. And I said yeah, they had to move a pretty big coffin match from <laughs> Miami. <laughs> from Wednesday's Road Rager episode of Dynamite. Um, big show, going back on the road. Yeah, we, we think they moved a coffin match because of the tragedy in Miami. Darby Allen, Ethan Page. Looking forward to it, though. And they looked like everyone stopped talking and was looking at me. And the grandma just said, a what? <laughs> you know, the idea of a coffin match wasn't weird to me. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, a coffin match. Yeah. And she was like, that sounds distasteful anyway. And I was <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I guess there's no tasteful way to do a coffin match. Oh, I mean, there is way. Don't do it. Hmm. So yeah, that was my wrestling anecdote. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know why. Do you get it with your family, or you know, when so you when you feel like you're either going to hyper defensive mode, or you just you're so worried about putting your foot. I just don't want to talk about wrestling at all because it just never turns out well. Oh no! It, I mean, I only ever talk about wrestling with my parents or like my my brother in particular, because my brother like has not a passing interest, but like he had a passing interest in it twenty years ago. So there'll be times where he's like, "Oh, mm. what is the wrestling these days?" And I'm like, you know, tell him in this. Pretty much the same. It's pretty yeah. Uh, it's just not as good now. Um, but yeah, so we kind of like talk about you know in that sense of things. But I only ever really ever bring it up when it's just like you know. Like you'd bring it up last year when the whole like remember the money changing hands with the Florida government and wrestling yeah. becoming an essential, essential business. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time wrestling really comes up in my sort of like day-to-day -day conversation life with people who aren't into wrestling. Because, you know, they'll be like, Oh, have you managed to work during the pandemic? It's like, yeah, because wrestling's a belligerent sport and won't end. <laughs> and then you kind of get to tell that story to be like, it's mad, isn't it? Like what a weird and wacky world the wrestling business is. Do you think that'll be, you know, a couple of years time, people will romanticize it and say, my God, wrestling, though, you know, the show must go on. Well, oh, really, WWE no, it's a terrible will. idea. Yeah, WWE will like they will have like they'll yeah. have 24 documentaries, not 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 just the 24 like documentary series. They'll have 24 documentary series uh, about this pandemic era. And it won't yeah. ever really focus on the wrestling or the stories that they did. It will just be about how, you know, they were the only show to be doing live wrestling um, during the pandemic to entertain fans. 
the award-winning Thunderdome and how oh. they were the the first wrestling show to actually have fans back in the arena. And that is the story that they will tell in, in their documentaries. I mean, that sounds like it's just three episodes. That'd actually be about eight, probably. And they do it all for the fans because oh, yeah. they felt like, you know, the fans, they wouldn't have it. They were locked down. We needed to do this for them. Nothing to do with the TV contracts that they had no. to satisfy. Just uh, before we get... <laughs> Before we get into the show itself, because I do want to kind of talk about um, contracts in, in a sort of way, use that as a little bridging topic. I'm just going to peel the curtain back somewhat a little bit. Behind this is not a good time to have like a, a contract negotiation. Luke. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not a contract negotiation <laughs> with me. I'm very happy with my contract uh, to a fault. Um, uh, really, I'm happy with my contract. Mm. Um, no. Uh, so I was recently approached by a, uh, a company asking to sponsor the WrestleTalk podcast. Now, WrestleTalk Podcast as a channel is still kind of in its infancy. You know, the channel's been around for a year or so, but it's had five different names. So the WrestleTalk Podcast name is in its infancy. It's a brand new thing of us, like, trialing this out, so, you know, putting all of the podcasts onto one separate channel. And it's been, you know, very well received. And this is like, this was a pretty big deal for me because this was someone approaching me saying, like, I want to sponsor the WrestleTalk Podcast. And I'm like, yes, this is really good. We've had a couple before. This is great news. So... I kind of went back to Phil because I was really nervous about this. So I went to you and we kind of discussed what the rates were. I went back to them, negotiated with them. It was really, really cool. And they were like, yeah, this all sounds great. Um, I'm going to go speak with the clients and I'll get back to you next week. I was like, this is awesome. This is really, really cool. I feel, and I, I meant to tell my wife, me like, I got us a sponsor for the podcast. This is awesome. And then I get a e follow up email from them being like, by the way, how much is it to sponsor the WrestleTalk News? Oh, like, yeah, oh. they know where the big stuff is. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, that's great as well. Look at me. I'm bringing money into the business now, oh, yeah. not just for this channel, but for other channels as well. Like, how good this is. This makes me feel really, really good. And I then set up another email chain with you and this person. And, and then they have essentially now offered you like three or four different sponsorships and are sending you a buttload of stuff in the post. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, my podcast sponsorship deal has apparently not happened <laughs> and they are only doing they're only sponsoring you now oh they know where the numbers are you can't I, you I can't don't... you can't look you can't show them those numbers and then expect <laughs> them to still be interested in you it's like just opened up an email before I came in. I was like, oh, yeah, we need to get a phone number from you because of for international shipping and stuff. So we can send you a magic spoon. And I'm like, yeah. why can't you send me the free stuff? I want free pants. We are very lucky in that a lot of the sponsors that want to work with us, we also really want to work with them. That particular brand, I have been trying to get for a year because I love cereal, but I don't eat it because it's bad for me. But this is healthy, kid-like cereal with all the sugar and all the bright colours. I'm effectively, look, there you go. Just send this to them. Hey, we did you a freebie. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Do you love yeah, cereal? So, I've, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You what's, love what do you go cereal, to? Mate. What do you go to? Um, I like a crunchy nut cornflake. That's yeah. a, a really good one. Um, Cheerios. Uh, Famously, cornflakes for wankers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, no, super hands are, once said frosties are cornflakes for people who can't face reality mm. um yeah no, cornflakes are just frosties for wankers and um yeah so it's that um 
Rice Krispies, I really like as well with raisins. Um, that's absolutely delightful. What about you? What are you? What are your um, oh, your go tos? Choco squares. I don't even need a brand name. Give me Asda Choco squares. Oh, douse I, them I just... in milk, make them soggy, and I will just eat that mush. My uh, so my wife doesn't like milk. Um, which means that when she was a kid, she would just either have cereal dry or she would have it with water. Oh, my God. That's like that sounds like a, a sort of Charles Dickensian Oliver Twist Victorian London poor thing to do. It's awful business. Awful business. She still does it. I mean, she will avoid like milkware, but like any time. That's why she doesn't drink tea. She's always drunk her coffee black. And if we like, if she has to have cereal, she'll just have it dry, or with a little splash of water in there, just to moisten things up a little bit. Oh, I think there's a there's a segment in this. <laughs> cereal killers. Are you oh. milk or are you water? Are you something else? Support at wrestletalk.com. Send us an email. Also, do get in your reviews to Apple Podcasts as well. We haven't had any new ones in, and we'd love to hear from you. Please do rate it because it helps people get us noticed in podcast feeds and whatnot. Let's get into the Raw show itself, though. Here it is. Bad show. We will be reviewing last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. Please give this channel a subscribe, the WrestleTalk podcast channel. We've got loads of content leading into Money in the Bank next week. And give us a thumbs up. Make a thumbs up party happen. Leave a comment down below. And if you're watching live, get in those ultra chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over $5. And before we get into that we must address a little bit of breaking news it emerged 32 minutes ago that from tmz sports jimmy uso has been arrested for a dui again allegedly or i don't even think it's allegedly at this point it's uh, there's a police report out yeah apparently he blew what was it a 0.205 or something like that like apparently like it was a lot um Mm. So yeah, this is this is not great news. This is a repeat offense, I think, for for Jimmy at this point. Um, I don't know the specifics of how many times, but this has, um, yeah, this has happened a, a fair number of times. It was like 2019 or 2018, I think, it might have been the, like the last time that this happened. It feels like it was about that sort of time. We were definitely in the new studio, I seem to recall. Um, but yeah, aw- awful news, awful news for everyone. So this is the second time in two years, uh, previously a DUI back in July 2019, TMZ Sports say um, he was pulled over last night for doing 50 miles an hour in a 35 mile per hour zone. So, yeah, we'll see what comes of it, because he's only just come back. He's involved in the only story really on SmackDown. He's in a much higher position than he was two years ago. Developing situation, open up WrestleTalk.com, follow us at WrestleTalk underscore TV as well to keep up to date with everything that's going on there. But that's that's the one side now. Now it's Raw time. I wish it wasn't. What a boring show this was, man. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. It was just real boring. No, no, it was bad. I don't know, man. 
I don't think there was anything on this show that was like as bad as you know we've had in, like in previous weeks. Or oh, you know, there was may I tell you about my sword where my family yeah. killed the Loch Ness monster? Oh, yeah, but we've been having that for like weeks now. Like but it Drew's got so terrible much worse this week. Drew's terrible history lessons have been like a part of the show now. Sorry, just moving my light. Drew's terrible history lessons have been part of the show now for a few weeks. It's just his character. It's a bad character. This was a bad week of it. But like, do you know what? So this is an interesting point for me. Um, I don't know if it's an interesting point for anyone else, but it certainly is for me. Drew's as soon as Drew starts talking now, I instantly tune it out. Mm. He's got to that stage now. He never used to be. I used to really enjoy a Drew promo. Drew is now Alistair Black in a cupboard. He is now Bray White spooky promo territory, where it's like, I know the I know he's doing it well. I know that he is very good at doing promos, but the content is so pointless and um nonsense like just nonsensical that I just I just instantly tune it out when he's like, Oh, let me tell you about Doodly D. I'm like, cool. Don't need to. Don't need, uh, Drew cuts a promo. Just need to write that in my notes. That's all I need to talk about. The oh, arguably the only real proper push WWE have given someone new uh, over the last year. It feels like for the last five years, but they certainly did a good job building him up as WWE champion. And I feel like I feel like we're now at that point we were with Braun Strowman, where oh, that's that's it now. He is this mm-hmm. person. Even if he goes back to the top of WWE, he'll always have this sort of funk of not being booked that well. I don't. They turned it around with Roman, I guess. But that wasn't the worst thing on the show. Maybe it was. Maybe it was the most annoying thing to me. I think for but, me, the the Cedric thing was the worst thing on the show for me. Well, let's talk about our excellent thumbnail first. <laughs> me and Luke are so. So happy with this thumbnail. Oh yeah, pretty pretty oh, pleased yeah. with this one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we like this one. Pulling back the curtain somewhat, um, early birds will have seen that this video was originally titled <clears throat> "Worst Segment of the Year." That was the title that sort of Ollie suggested to me this morning, and I was like, "Bang, I love it." Completely agree. What an awful segment it was. Absolutely, the lightsaber fight that they had with the crutches, dreadful stuff. Note this feud absolutely sucks, and I hate everything about it. Ollie is absolutely right. Look at this amazing thumbnail we've done. Me, 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 me. We're very pleased about that. And then he messaged me being like, I think we may have jumped the gun a little bit on the worst segment of the year. And I had a look at people's comments and be like, what about this? What about this? Yeah. What about this? And I was like, oh yeah, there have been a lot of way worse segments than this one. <laughs> <laughs> this really wasn't all that bad in hindsight. Yeah, at the end of the day, there's actually a story here that makes sense. Um, uh, it's just so boring and the players are unlikable. What happened? Charlotte Flair came out with a medical status update. And when WWE, I don't know if you saw this, when WWE promoted this ahead of Raw, a lot of people were like, you know, because we've had Becky make her announcement that she's pregnant. Paige have to retire. You know, like when people, when they say that, it's kind of like, oh, wait, what? Because, you know, Charlotte's been sort of, She's had reports backstage about stuff going on. So you're like, oh my God, is she actually injured? What's happening? Is it surgery again? No, it's all kayfabe. And Charlotte comes I out, imagine, she's on a crutch. I'd imagine, that, imagine that's what they were banking on. <clears throat> yes, yeah, probably right. So she's on a crutch and she's saying, last week at the end of the match, Rhea Ripley chop blocked me, my own move, and took out my leg. And now I might not be able to compete in Money in the Bank. And this brought out Rhea Ripley also on a crutch 
And when she was coming down, I thought, you know what? She is really obnoxious. This is a pretty good heel mocking of the baby face. But it wasn't. It's meant to be the baby. Rhea's meant to be the baby face here. She gets into the ring. The idea is, aha, I'm a smart baby face. You're not really injured. Neither am I. And then they both draw their crutches and have a little lightsaber fight. Charlotte walks off. There is just nothing to resonate with anybody here. This is this is a dynamic that hasn't worked ever, because I wasn't even into their Mania match last year, if I'm perfectly honest. And it's getting worse here. It's this feud. The longer this feud go, the worse it's getting. It's real bad, man. It's bad TV. This is making Rhea Ripley look awful. It's making Charlotte Flair look bad. And Charlotte Flair had a wicked return as well. You know, when she returned, mm. she was like, I'm the opportunity. And like, people want to face off against me because like, I present, you know, the best in people and I bring out the best in people. She was aligned with Sonya Deville. And like Sonya Deville was like giving her oh chances above other people. Like, but all of that has just been dropped like a bad habit. And now her character is, I don't know. And Rhea Ripley's character is, as Sean Rossap keeps putting it, she's the troll face gimmick. She's the troll mm. face meme. That is what she does now. She just trolls people. But it's not a nice baby face. She's, a ter she's not a good heel, which means she's ineffectual. And uh, do you, I mean, can you remember the time when the Raw Women's Championship felt like the most important belt on the Raw brand? Like it was bigger than the Universal title when yeah. it was Ronda and it was Becky and everyone was like, I am so into all of this. Last summer, Asuka, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Kyrie Sane, best storyline in the company for a month there. Yeah. And like, but now I forget that Rhea Ripley is the Raw Women's Champion. Because she mm. does not. And like you have brought her up to the main roster and you put the belt on her right away. And my first reaction is, I, I forget she's the champion. Like, that's a bad job, man. Yeah. Heel versus heel is a really thankless dynamic to make work. And it makes it incredibly more difficult when the characters have nothing to them. But the other, the other really, really bad thing on this show happened right after that segment. One other thing I wanted to make note on that is uh, I know there might be some people who will argue, oh, the story's quite good, though, because the story is that uh, Rhea Ripley is one ahead. She's one step ahead of Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is always doing things like getting herself DQ'd in title matches, a thing that's never happened. She's always faking injuries a thing that doesn't happen in her character. But it's okay because Ripley is one step ahead of her and so she's overcoming those. She's overcoming the lessons that Charlotte Flair is trying to teach them, which would be fine, but that's the exact same story they're doing with Mustafa Ali and Mansoor lower <laughs> down the card, which then makes it feel like this is a lower card feud then. I, do, I, I don't agree with that. I think I think it's that's a fine story. It's the characters that are, are wrong. I don't think anyone's looking at these two things and going, oh my God, that's the same story. I am. Uh, no it's way. the exact same no. story you're telling with those other two characters. And do you know what? Those other two characters are doing it way better. Because I, I'm, yeah. I'm digging the Mansour Ali storyline mm. way more than I'm digging this one. After that, though, we got Elias and Cedric Alexander taking on our truth and Jackson Riker. And this match never, this tag match never got started because Akira Tozawa ran down. He was being chased by the undercard for the 24 7 title. Our truth had a go. They all run off. R-Truth runs after them. 
it's effectively Riker against Elias and Cedric in a handicap match. But Elias is so scared of Riker, he just backs off. And then Riker pins Cedric in under a minute. So all that, like, kind of... It was hardly anything, but he did get some wins. Did he Did he get any over Jeff Hardy? I think he got one over Shelton Benjamin. But it's like, they're burying this guy again when he's one of this the most was, promising people on the roster. This was awful. Absolutely awful. And, like, can you imagine? I mean, it, it's kind of hard to kind of, like, I don't think we take enough, like, steps back to look at the bigger picture of this. The very first 24-7 segment we had on Monday Night Raw was a bunch of geeks running down from the back, pinning some people, and then running out of the building. That was like two years ago, maybe getting on for three years it? ago now. How old is this monstrosity? They're doing the same thing now on this show. Two, two and a half years later, when was it? May 2019. No. Is it? Ju oh yeah, May May twentieth, twenty nineteen, just over right, two yeah. years. I thought so it was two longer. Years. So two years they have been doing this exact spot week in, week out, often with the same guys. If you have no new idea for this belt, get rid of it because what is it adding to the show? The whole idea of them doing stuff on YouTube and doing stuff with celebrities like that's not happening anymore. So just do away with it. There's no need for it. Like, no one is getting over from any of this. Like, it's the same thing every single time. And I hadn't really thought about it. It was like something that Sean mentioned. I was like, oh, my God, you take a step back and you look at this like from an objective standpoint. This is terrible. This is terrible mm. creative. How many officially recognized championship reigns do you think there's been? Want to take a stab? 215. Oh, lower. Is it lower than that? Oh, God. I mean, not, Truth's won it about 50 times. Um, Our Truth has won it 52 times. Oh, man, I was pretty close on that one. 180 then. 180. 100, 145. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, this this happens and what's what's really problematic here is no one is into jackson Riker. i i i'm quite stunned at how well i'm not stunned because you know he's got a he's got like a lean body it's vince mcmahon's type he's ex-military he went through some stuff last year that other people got fired even though he didn't he's he's obviously someone that vince sees something in. I said last week, there's a little bit of fire to him when he was whipping himself. But dear God, like, nowhere near the amount of charisma needed to push him over some other guys. And when fans get in there and he's having matches or squash matches against people, it is going to be crickets. It's going to yeah, be crickets at first, and then it's going to be booze. That's what I was going to say. I don't think people, like, I know a lot of people said he's going to get booed in the live crowds. I don't think he is. I don't think people are going to react to him at all. I think it's going to be, like you say, crickets. And I think that, I don't know if you noticed this, but did you feel there were some matches where they turned off the crowd noise or lowered the crowd noise down from the Thunderdome? And I was like, are they just no. preparing these lads for what it's going to be like wrestling in front of live crowds again, that no one's mm. going to be reacting to them? Can't get used to us pushing buttons to make people react anymore. You've got to get used to it, kids, about people not caring about your matches. Because, I, I, yeah, I don't think people are going to react to Jackson Riker whatsoever in all of this, because he is pretty bland.
did you see always has been unfortunately going back to impact and tna as well um did you see who the undercarders who chased after the title belt were here i did notice that angel gaza and shelton benjamin were among them so shelton like so angel gaza's push well that's well done this this match was basically about the ends of pushes Angel Mm Garza certainly isn't being pushed. Shelton Benjamin certainly isn't being pushed. Jackson Riker is being pushed. Elias, how is he still feuding with Elias, by the way? Like, how? I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. It's WWE, but how are they still? They're waiting for the payoff in front of fans. They had the the payoff last week. Ah, but not in front of the fans. Oh, mate. And and Cedric's (laughs) Cedric's push is over as well. But I didn't, you pointed out in your review, was Umberto a part of this? No, yeah, so it was man. four people. True Gulak, of course. Of course. Uh, Gaza, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin annoyed me because he ran like with like he was transfixed on that 24-7 title. Didn't even look at Cedric. Like, how much better would this have been if Shel- everyone runs in and you're like, oh, it's a bit of chaos. And then, oh, no, wait, Shelton. Shelton's now beaten up Cedric. It was a ruse. He snuck in. And then Cedric is worked over. Riker just pins him and you embarrass Cedric that way at least there's a reason for him to lose there but no yes one of them was also Umberto Carrillo and I thought oh well they're going with Ricochet then out of that whole little love triangle that was last month over the US title two segments later they announced next week Umberto Carrillo versus Sheamus for Sheamus's first US title defense yeah it is Is it for the belt yeah, because the gimmick has always been that he's never been putting the belt on the line, has he? I mean, he still wins, but then he Why never not the belt build on him line. up? Why not build up Carrillo and, then? Well, they did uh, last month when he beat when he beat Sheamus. Remember, he got that roll up win over him. Stop it. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, but bad optics as well. Riker being in Cedric, considering the uh, the online controversies of last year. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's see what you guys all think on the bad, bad raw. Remember, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get your ultra chats in. We'll read out every single one of them over $5. Anthony Velasquez says, Well, raw being good, two weeks was nice, but it went straight back to being bad again really quick. This week, the main roster is killing Rhea Ripley. She is the living embodiment of the troll face meme. Uh, Jonathan Hedman, not going to lie, I'm losing interest not only in raw, but wrestling in general. I made it to the Flair segment, then ended up watching Hamilton. Sigh, this company. That's a big shift there. You don't yeah. just like, well, you know, I'm I'm two hours into Raw and I'm not feeling it. I'll start watching a three-hour pre-recorded <laughs> musical on Disney+. Plus. I, think I love Hamilton, I think you talked about the shift of like not being into wrestling anymore. And I was like, I don't think that's surprising. I think you, you look at YouTube channels across like uh, the across the wrestling landscape of what numbers they were all doing two years ago and what sort of numbers they're doing now. Just like there isn't as much interest in wrestling as there was like during when New Japan were just like at their, their apex. I just don't think there's people into it as much anymore. So you put you're pulling a face to disagree. What twenty ninety nine WWE. We saw well, they're doing well for themselves. Well, that's because they've got three lions in their videos and they're Big making cats. him do smoochy, smoochy content. Mm, smoochy for the content. Bishop Badass, two-part with Riker's gear. Are they trying to turn him into Hulk Hogan? Are they that blind? Also, if you could bring any match stipulation into another company, what would it be? I think Ultimate X would be crazy in WWE or AEW. Love you guys. Hashtag baby Oliver Lucas. Jam that jam. It's our, the person who named their child after us. That's so crazy. Um, so a couple of questions there. This Hulk Hogan thing. Did you see Big Swole tweeted? I haven't seen what she said, but I did see that she did do a tweet about it. Of course, Big Swole and Cedric Alexander are at least going out. I don't know if they're married. In real life, they are together. And she said... You know, no one wants to see him get pinned by little Hulk Hogan. So I, I didn't pick up on what his tights were like. They are red and yellow. They're red and yellow trunks. So oh. it probably, but like they're they're like they're more red than they are yellow because they're like red mm. with like yellow as opposed to sort of being the other way around. So I I didn't Bad pick up on it either. But maybe like Bishop's on to soon that they are trying to make him like a little mini Hogan thing now. Uh, as far as stipulation, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble in AEW. Oh, we kind of have that. I suppose. <laughs> we sort of have that with the yeah, Casino Battle Royale. It's, it's nowhere near as good. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> uh, and finally for now, T Carter 115. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Drew's last two promos have been mocking his recent history kick. He's crapping on the bad bit he was given for a month. If you actually listen to them, he still needs to fade away for a bit, though. Yes. So I think what's he no, I think what T Carter is saying there though is that you're wrong. And mm. Drew's promos are actually making fun of the history gimmick now, and we're not supposed to take them seriously. <laughs> well, you know, they have gone a more ridiculous, and I think that's probably Drew's a smart guy. He's like, 
what possible way can I make this work? I'll do it to such an extent where smarter fans will take it as me making fun of the material I'm given because there is no other way to make that stuff work. But I still think it's bad. But also, it doesn't. That doesn't work. Like if Drew is, if the Drew's promos now are the promos that I have done previously are bad, then does that mean that there are? Are we supposed to infer from that that he is reading written material that is given to him, and he is now making fun of the writers who are giving him written material? Is he making fun of himself for doing history promos? Like as a character, why would Drew be cutting promos that are making fun of his own promos? Yeah, it doesn't work. But this episode of Raw opened in the most uninspiring way possible. It's a Miz TV, Money in the Bank, all the Raw competitors, so... Obviously, Morrison was already there. Drew McIntyre came out, claimed to be related to Davy Crockett. It was crap, proper crap. Ricochet came out, so annoying, unlikable. But then, thankfully, here's Riddle, and he was actually quite funny. Sat on top of the ladder, said, he's high, this is what we do now. And he sort of dedicated his involvement in the match to Randy like Randy was dead. <laughs> that made me laugh. There were two things that made me laugh in this. Matt Riddle was one of them. And um, <laughs> and John Morrison calling someone a splash hole. Because his whole thing now is that he's a water type Pokemon. So he just makes lots of like water puns. That's Dewdrop's um, gimmick. And so that that at least made me chuckle. Uh, friggin' hell though. How unlikable is Ricochet? Christ mm. on a bike. He... I'm the I are the to the eye to the I was like get off my TV like that is an instant reach for the remote turn it on mute because I cannot listen to you talk anymore. Yeah, very bad. Uh, but AJ Styles and Amos came out because they AJ felt hard done by last week. He didn't want Riddle to be in that match. He didn't get pinned, so he's not in the Money in the Bank match. So he sort of beat up Riddle and set up a match for later on. But um, you, you when I look at Amos, do you know what I think? What do you think? The, 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 quest, the question I ask myself. Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? <laughs> yes. So I saw this in your five-minute review, Buddy Murphy's favorite show on YouTube, by the way. Um, I think they're called Wrestle Talk? Question mark. Um, have that's, you been watching? To be fair, that's an Australian <laughs> accent. It's a question mark <laughs> at the end. The Iconics would have said it the exact same way. Um, yeah. And Rhea Ripley. Would you um have you been watching just unsolved mysteries a lot as of late or something? Fact or fiction. This was I thought I had so much fun watching something else in the raw review last week. Can I show you my favorite new thing on YouTube? What's your new favorite so thing is, on YouTube? It is Jonathan Frakes, of course. It William is Riker yeah. from the, the much superior Riker to Jackson. Oh yeah. I would cheer this are you, baby um, face. Are you beard or beardless, Riker? beard of course i mean it's I, weird I, I, when he's not got a beard i'm always looking out for that person that says beardless because they must be out there well um he used to host a show called fact <laughs> or fiction in the 90s for the sci-fi channel and he would start every episode posing a question here's a load of them 
Have you ever walked out of a mall into a huge parking area and realized you'd forgotten where you parked your car? You ever gone mountain biking? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the right tip? Have you called a plumber to your home lately? How superstitious are you? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? Would you display this as a trophy? Do you have a pet? Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you believe in the power of a curse? Have you had your hearing tested lately? Planning a trip soon? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Do you love to go a-wandering beneath a clear blue sky? Have you noticed what big stars real estate agents have become? Are you careful with your personal records? Does your computer ever seem to have a mind of its own? Have you ever visited a Chinatown section in a major city? Have you ever visited a flea market? Have you ever visited a truck stop? Did you ever have a job as a waiter? Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? Have you ever had the desire to write your initials in wet cement? <laughs> what's funny about this dave is is that this was uh, a big thing on the internet about five years ago no i missed this <laughs> this is new to me yeah it's good well, though isn't it i i do because like everyone's like like uh, having a conversation like that video was like having a conversation with a six-year-old who mm. was just all the questions that they want to ask you I've never noticed successful restaurants being themed. No, have you not? Oh, no. I was actually, I was listening to a podcast about this. What a millennial way to start a conversation. I heard a podcast about this not too long ago, and I was chatting to my brother about it, like about how there used to be a lot of themed restaurants, and now there aren't, aren't as many more. Like that gimmick so is So this was a craze. Like Planet Hollywood, yeah, Rainforest like Cafe. Yeah. People used to have lots of themed restaurants. Um, have you ever been mountain biking? That's my favorite one. Because he's on the full thing. He rides into shot. <laughs> Do you ever get the urge to write your name in wet cement? <laughs> yes. What was that setting up? What mystery was that setting up? That yeah. it would make cars crash or something, I bet you. <laughs> anyway. Or maybe that was poor um, timing. Th this was a rubbish episode of Raw. <laughs> so they attacked Riddle and they set up a match for later on. Babyface's cleared house in the ring and that led to Ricochet versus John Morrison. A pretty good match. Um, I saw it last week. Had no need to see it again. We're seeing it next week as well. And a last man standing stipulation. And Ricochet, the, the finish was Ricochet diving over the top rope onto Morrison, who was on the apron. I think they were trying to do a spinning scoop slam, not scoop slam, but a spinning power slam off of the apron. They kind, they didn't really do that, but they both ended up on the floor. Morrison got in before the 10 count. Miz got his wheelchair in the way of Ricochet, so Ricochet couldn't get in. To me, that's illegal. The referee mm -hmm. should was looking right at that. He should eject Miz. Subtraction. Hated this finish. Terrible. Man. Awful, awful finish. Yeah, because like Miz was stopping him from getting in the ring. He was interfering with Mor with Ricochet trying to get back in the ring. And the referee staring at them, staring at Miz doing this. And it's like seven, eight, nine, ten. Sorry, you got counted out. Awful, awful finish. <clears throat> Have you ever been obstructed by a man in a wheelchair in a wrestling <laughs> match? <laughs> we could do we could do this for Raw. We could, I could call up Jonathan Frakes. He's and probably he, on Cameo. I, yeah, and I could say, look, can you just list all of these questions I have about Monday Night Raw? <laughs> have you ever thrown a pie at Kevin Owens? <laughs> have you ever given birth to a hand? <laughs> Let's have a look. I'm just going to see if he is. You're looking for... One second. I'm going to see if he because is. Because yeah. 
you all know each other, don't you? You're all you yeah, cameos. all of us as as cameo like just we chat to each other all the time. Just you hang out in a mansion next to the TikTok mansion. Yeah, what cameos you done this week? You know that, mm-hmm. that sort of thing we talk about. Uh, what's the best t- uh, What's the best cameo you've ever done? Jonathan Frakes. Yes, he is. He is there. <gasps> you can get him for a cool. Um, who doesn't stipulate how much he costs? Oh, you have to wait two yeah. days, though. That's yeah, high ticket. It's twenty four hours for mine. That's high ticket. Mods, can you all, can you all collect some uh, questions from the best questions posed by the comment section about? It has to be about WWE Raw currently, and we'll see if we can get Jonathan Frakes to to record that. Don't do a cameo now. My name is Jonathan Frakes, and as this is my first contact with cameo. I invite you all to make your requests, and I will do my very best to make it so. Thanks. Oh, he said make it that so. Isn't his, that isn't his line. <laughs> <laughs> That's John Luke's line. <laughs> That's like, if I was in the tag team with The Rock, and I was like on cameo and said, you know, get it over to me, because I smell what you're cooking. That's just not on. <laughs> He stole a line. Maybe, maybe it's because he did make things. Like Jean-Luc Picard would say, make it so. And he would then make it so. Or do you think like when, <laughs> if you look in shot, I'm sure Tony Schiavone and Cody know this. If you look in the shots, whenever John luc is saying, make it so, Jonathan Frakes just to the right of him is going, like mouthing along with him. <laughs> Engage. Do you, ever know, do you ever know who's the face in the Royal Women's Division? <laughs> Have you ever had goo come out of your mouth for no reason? <laughs> Have you ever watched Raw this week? Have you ever very seen good. Byron Saxton? <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's saying it's $300, which is 225 So please, ultra chat us in that money. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, this was rubbish. Well, no, it wasn't rubbish. That's unfair. It was, it was a bad the finish. finish. Both guys worked hard. We're going to get it again next week in a Fool's Count Anywhere match. Backstage, earlier on, Jinder Mahal, the Canadian Indian badass, turns up on his motorcycle. <laughs> what was this, man? Like, Jinder just all of a sudden arrives like the American badass on a motorbike. I'm like, what the? What's going on here? I think Eric Bischoff's got the book again. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get motorbikes in wrestling unless the Bischoff's around. Mm-hmm. Um, but he cut a promo... I just came across as such a dick. It's like, hey guys, look at my new motorbike within the shed <laughs> standing there. And he then told Kevin Patrick that he is annoyed with Drew McIntyre because he texted him recently, but Drew didn't text back for two days and then said, I'm too busy. But rather than writing out the full word T O O, he only wrote the number two. And this is like, this is the sort of character motivation that someone who doesn't text people would would write. This is the character motivation of a lower mid-card gimmick, which is what it is. And unfortunately, I feel like it is dragging Drew down with him. But I, I feel like the writing team, whoever signed off on this or thought this was a good idea or came up with it, that... They're writing for someone who thinks texting is what it was 15, 20 years oh, ago. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. No, no one yeah. texts anymore. No one, no one texts anymore. It's all the voice notes. 
Oh, I hate that though. Oh, I, hate- I, I was once, I was once on a train, and I was sat next to this woman who was on her phone, and she was sending voice notes back. To, like she was recording voice notes, and she would like, better, 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 stop, send it to her friend. And then she would just stare at her phone, wait, and then something would come through. She'd press play, and a voice note would play out the other end of her friend replying to her voice note. She and then she'd go, <laughs> stop, record, better, 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 stop, send. Wait, and like they did this for about 20 minutes. I was like, you are having a phone call in the longest way possible. Just do it, yeah. Have you ever watched a woman record voice note after voice (laughs) note? (laughs) So they're going to have a match later. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler and Reginald are preparing. Don't know what they're really doing. Reginald can see Bliss behind them. We can see Bliss behind them. The camera looks away, looks back. She's not there. And Reginald's like, Oh, yeah. And Shane is like, shut up, you stupid Reginald. And then they leave and Bliss is there, whatever. Nikki Ash cuts a <sighs> promo. Good for her. It was basically the same promo as last week, just not as good. Mm-hmm. Which was not as good as the previous week's promo. They all they all bickered a bit over who's going to win money in the bank. Bliss turned up. She's like, I'm going to win it. And I just feel like Bliss... Say, there's a lot of criticisms to level of Bliss's character, and they're all justified. But one thing she did have going for her was she did feel special in that she she had a special gimmick, a special segments. You only saw her occasionally. She didn't really interact with the rest of the roster. When she came out for a match, it, it felt like a you know something you don't see that often. But now she's everywhere. She's coming down matches. for eight woman tags. Yeah, just having matches like a regular Joe now. Like she doesn't feel special anymore, and no. she's just a wrestler now. That that is what it is. Like like they removed all the fiend stuff from her. Lily isn't around anymore. She mm. is just a wrestler with some makeup. Like that's what her gimmick is now. I, as much as I forget that Rhea Ripley is the Raw Women's Champion, I forget that Asuka and Naomi are in Money in the Bank this year. Well, Weekly, th- they lost the match here again. I hasten to add. So you had you had four wrestlers, Asuka, Naomi, Nikki Ash, and Alexa Bliss. They're all in the Money in the Bank match for, for Raw's side of things. They're up against Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Eva Marie, and Dewdrop. And Nia Jax gets the win. Meaning all the people who are in the actual big ladder match at the pay-per-view just took a loss. But Ollie, who was the person that Nia Jax pinned? It was Nikki. Well, of course, because she had a three-week push. So now the three-week push is over, mm-hmm. so she had to get pinned so she knows where she stands within this division. What a terrible decision that is to pin. You're trying to give this new character some like, some momentum to push her forward, giving, I don't know, people who are going into the money in the bank a little bit of like fire behind them. Nope, just get her pinned by Nia Jax, of all people, who's not doing anything at the moment. Why on earth? Would you make that decision? I know why you make that decision. Because you have to do the gimmick of Eve Marie on the outside being the winner of this match is Eva Marie. Like, so you can do that. And then Nia Jax looks at her and be like, what? I think you'll find I won that match. And you're like, oh, cool. So Nia Jax can now go kill Eva Marie because she's like, no, I won that match. You should say my name. I won that match. We're the winners of this match. And Reginald goes, it's not worth it, mate. Like, why are you stopping her? Like, why? And then, like, poor old Viper standing behind her going, like, what's she doing? What's she doing? I was like, the same thing she's been doing for four freaking weeks. Why are you surprised? Can't believe she said that. 
I can't believe the, the how how dare she say that? Of course she said that. That's what she always does. Eva Marie is the only character in this that looks good. Everyone else around her looks like an absolute imbecile. Have you ever debuted a superhero gimmick <laughs> and to be beaten three weeks later? One I was waiting a long time to, uh, to say <laughs> Sorry. That. <laughs> Sorry, mate. So long that you didn't you'd stop talking about Nikki Ash. Sorry, I got into other things. The Nikki Ash I, stuff I, was a minute ago. This this story is it's so nonsensical. Nah. Why why is Viper still tagging with her? Like there's no, in, there's literally no explanation as to why. And in all of this, Bliss also hypnotized Reginald. So you're like, okay, that sounds pretty bad. No, it was worse than what we're saying. I actually, for, for what it's worth, I thought some of the match was pretty decent. Like there, it was pretty fast paced at the start. Everyone hit a bunch of dives. That was fun. But it's just, it's the storyline. It's the booking of this women's division that's dragging it down so bad. Um, two other things I, I wanted to make note of this. Two other things. Two other things I wanted to make note of this match. I we, you, we've got to, we've got to pick up the pace. I liked one spot in this match, and that was when uh, Viper and uh, Nia Jax did the squash thing in the middle, like mm -hmm. they were like um, I don't know, earthquake and typhoon or something. That was rad. I thought that was awesome. Um, the other thing as well is that Eve Marie's gimmick doesn't make any sense. Her whole thing is supposed to be I'm inspiring people to wrestle. She wanted to tag in this match. Surely she doesn't want to wrestle. That's the whole point of her character. So her character now is, I don't want to wrestle, but also I will tag in and out of this match and do a bad job of wrestling. Mm -hmm. So none of it now makes any sense. <clears throat> uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley cut a promo backstage on the New Day with women who are not prostitutes, guys. Stop it. No one said they were. They're not prostitutes. We got Mustafa Ali versus Mansoor. They had a couple of minutes and it was pretty good. I thought Mansoor's got some real genuine babyface fire to him. We all love Ali. I think he's very good as a heel as well, which I never saw coming. And Ali pretended that he injured his foot when he got it caught in the ropes, but it was all a trap to roll up Mansoor. Get another roll up victory. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you like this because we're probably going to get it for the next three or four weeks on TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> going to be on main event but what what we definitely will get for the three to four weeks will be a blessing this is running <laughs> for months drew mcintyre versus jinder mahal and uh, before this match this is where we got jinder doing his he cut a promo backstage on the origins of his family sword and he said once upon a time it was used to slay the loch ness monster something about the tooth from the Loch Ness Monster and a Claymore? I told you, dude, I don't pay attention anymore. It's terrible. Like, this is... When when Drew McIntyre is cutting a promo about the Loch Ness Monster, like, a couple of years ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, because that's what WWE do. They boil you down to your simplest, most imbecilic stereotype. I wouldn't have expected that after all the good work they did building him up. But like this whole feud with Jinder is them being in a comedy act. So we may as well start doing lower mid-card promos oh, now. Yeah. So I was curious about this match because, of course, Drew and Jinder have both publicly spoken about how they've wanted to do it for ages. They're obviously very good friends. They think they can put on a good match. And I watched it and I was just like, Drew's very good. He's He shows a lot of fire, that kip up. They did a, a suplex on the, on the announcer's table. 
Drew chucking Jinder around with the belly to bellies, but I did not care. I thought the pacing was really slow. Yeah, I think Veer and Shanky look like if you ordered the Sing Brothers off of Wish.com. <laughs> they are just crap versions of the Sing Brothers. But yeah, like Drew did a call back to 3MB in, in this. And did you notice? So Jinder in the shirt started beating up Drew McIntyre, DQ boss, yeah. another crappy finish. And then they're posing, and then Jinder just legs it up the ramp. Did you see this? I no, I did not see this. And I thought, oh, Drew must have like kipped up and he's going for him, and Jinder's ran away like a cowardly heel. No, we then got loads of like recaps, and Drew McIntyre was still selling the colour, the colour, the coloss, the coloss, the coloss, the coloss. And Jinder's now at the top of the ramp, and he's stolen the sword. So what that says to me is Jinder thought he Mr. was off Q. air. Yeah, Misty's Q. <laughs> it could be. like I've never noticed this before as well, but Sean pointed out, apparently Jinder does the Coloss wrong every single time. He doesn't know when he's like where he's supposed to clap his hands to like do the sort of the choke <laughs> the hold. He does it apparently he does it wrong every single time. And does it wrong in different ways. Well, so we've now got a story about a stolen sword. Because it's a lower mid-card feud. So you of course you're gonna feud over something as terrible as that. Props, mm. Ollie. You need props. There was that report a few weeks ago where Vince McMahon wanted all these matches to have some kind of stakes. Yeah, I just say, like, fair enough that the sword stealing might work if you hadn't just completely devalued it with bollocks about the Loch Ness monster. Doesn't make um new day cut promo on Bobby, they're very good. We got T Bar and Mace coming out. They've they've come back. They take on the Lucha House Party, and I was like, okay, back to normal. Big guys win, but no, Lucha House Party won. Did you need to get that door? I think it's our Ricardo <laughs> shop. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> um, so, Four to uh, five uh, p.m. That was scheduled for. Rather than talk about this match. Um, do you want me to recap what Mason T-Bar's previous five match, previous uh, five matches were? Oh yes. So uh, obviously this week, the Lucha House Party beat them in three minutes and thirty seconds. On the twenty eighth of June, uh, on main event, Mason T-Bar defeated the Lucha House Party. Mm. On the fourteenth of June, on main event, Mason T-Bar defeated Lucha House Party. Right. Um, then at the start of June, they were on Raw in a tag team battle royal that featured the Lucha House Party, although just one of them. <laughs> and then on the thirty-first of May, um, Mason T-Bar on Raw defeated the Lucha House Party in two minutes forty-five seconds. Isn't it crazy that? I saw this match and I thought, oh, it's a fresh matchup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of those. Do you know, they've been feuding, like, all, as all they've done, and previous to wow. that, they were feuding with Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. Do you remember they were, they were main event stars? Yeah, the, well, they were brought in, weren't they, to cost Braun a, to cost a, Drew a match? Jesus. Well, they've lost now. They've lost the Lucha House Party best of 38 series. <sighs> they kept an upset it was a roll well. up as well. I was like, 
they called it an upset win. I was like, it would be an awesome upset win if you'd have perhaps like played clips of them constantly mm. beating them. Like if you'd have highlighted the fact that Mason T-Bar have beaten them four out of the last five times that they faced each other, then them getting a win here would have been like, oh, and they finally get a win. What a shock victory. As opposed to they pretended that none of the other stuff had ever happened <laughs> and Lucha House Party just beat them. So no yeah. one gets anything. Um, after that, Riddle had a backstage bit with Damian Priest. Not wrestling Damian Priest. He is purely there for Matt Riddle to deliver bits to. Well, I mean, Bad Bunny's not there anymore, so got to do it to someone else, I guess. <sighs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm sure glad that he won that feud with The Miz because it's, mean, it's meant that The Miz has gotten more TV time off the back of it. Like he won the feud. After that, we probably got the best thing on the show, I'd say. AJ Styles versus Riddle, although this had a rubbish finish as well. Uh, Riddle still selling his injured ankle from the previous week, which was cool. I thought he did a, a, an actual good job there, unlike like the Seth Rollins mode of selling. Oh, my shoulder. Dive, 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 dive. You know, He was actually using it as part of how it would affect his offense. Even his entrance when he hopped in, he was like, ouch. Um... There was a call out to Autumn with a draping DDT off the ropes from Riddle. But ultimately, the Viking Raiders just appeared from behind the barricade, looked to the moss, and then AJ got distracted by this because... Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? <laughs> and, and Riddle rolled him up for the win. Yeah. Oh, rubbish awful awful finish to the match because like they didn't do anything they literally just came up from the barricade and were like hey and Amos was like and AJ was like hey man the earth's flat and then he got pinned like it was what was this he did say that <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you listen he's like who said the earth isn't flat <laughs> Just got up as like the Viking community and then got hit. the Viking community. Uh, yeah, it's just I, what we said last week that they did very well getting around whatever reason Orton's off for. You know, it could be planned time off. I don't know why you would take planned time off during a, a pretty big storyline. It's the hottest act on Raw right now. Um, this was not a good way to get round. Randy's absence. I thought it was very much treading water. Mm -hmm. After that, we got the Charlotte Flair that we've spoken about, then the Elias and Cedric versus R-Truth and Riker, one we've spoken about, and the main event. Oh, actually, before that, we got a rundown of two weeks of matches. Well, fans are coming back now. We've got to start promoting things. So we've got Carrillo versus Sheamus next week, along with the Morrison Ricochet Falls Count Anywhere. That's the last Thunderdome match? Yeah, so they've taped next week's Raw, apparently, and then oh. it's one more week of Raw. And so, yes, yeah, so they've taped next week's one, and then in two weeks' time, I think they're back in front of live fans, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Hopefully or is Money in the Bank, or is Money in the Bank the, the, the first one in front of fans? The SmackDown before Money in the Bank is the first one in front of fans. Okay. So, and it but is the go-home the... next week. Okay, so they've announced the because I was going to say like the Viking Raiders AJ, which I thought that was in front of fans because I was going to say I bet the Viking Raiders are going to get the get the win, so you can like do a title change on the first show back. But if that's done in the Thunderdome, then I guess AJ and Amos retain. No, no, it's singles matches, isn't it? Next that's week, next week. But then in two yeah. weeks' time is the tag title match. That was that was what yeah, I was saying. Yeah. 
yeah. Oh, that will be in front of fans because next week's the go home show yeah. for Money in the Bank. Okay, yes. then, yeah, in which yeah. case, then I do think the Raiders are getting the win. Sorry, I've done a win. We understand calendars. Uh, but the main event of this show was New Day versus Bobby Lashley and MVP. I have been pretty into this feud, but I felt this was, at best, again, treading water, at worst, actively derailing some momentum. Um, New Day New Day won. MVP took was like in most of the match, getting worked over. Kofi hit him with a trouble in paradise. I just, I question having Woods come back after the Hell in a Cell spot and beat down from Bobby, when the point of the story is to take all of Kofi's friends away from him. Kofi says that's why he's been so successful. He's about the love, the friendship, the positivity. And Bobby is the opposite to that. He's very much, no, I surround myself with business associates. You get ahead by being cutthroat. And Bobby was going to take out Kofi's friends to see really what is left at the crux of Kofi's core. But then they just bring Xavier back the week after. And I think this is so... I mean, yeah, it's basically so that Kofi can get a pin because like, the whole reason that MVP was put into this match is so that you can pin MVP and you can give the New Day a win leading into Money in the Bank. Be like, oh my God, what momentum he has. He mm. pinned the manager. Um, but like it sort of derails, I think it derails a lot of the emotion that we had from the Hell in a Cell yeah. match. Yeah, I, um, I, don't, I love MVP. I don't want to see him wrestle. I think I think him wrestling takes away from his managerial presence. Completely agree. And also, man, it proper like doesn't irk me, but really upsets me when and Bobby Ashley keeps going like we're the hurt business. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not the hurt <laughs> business anymore. Stop pretending. You're the almighty Ashley. And yeah. MVP as his manager. You well, over, overall, I gave it a two out of five. By last week's standards, it's a one out of five. But by the, the rest of the years, it's a two out of five. Yeah, not a great show. I'd have also given it two out of five. Boring this was. Um, and 47% agreed with you and mm. I. 25% thinking it was Avroad. But 21% thought it was a one out of five rawful show. So that is very much in the bottom half of things there. 3% saying it was raw. Some 4% thinking it was a four out of five core. But yeah, most people saying two out of five show. Before then, <gasps> Patreon, our new super enhanced WrestleTalk Patreon, because WrestleTalk's Patreon and Parts for Known's Patreon have combined to create the Super Wrestling Patreon, where what we've pretty much done is we've just taken the Quizzlemania perk from Parts for Known, put it into WrestleTalk. Wow! I'm going to be competing with you on the first one. So go over, sign up to our Patreon page. We've also got a Wrestle Talk Extra poll for mine and Luke's classic pay-per-view review, which is currently very excitingly being won by Luke. 
It's being currently won by Bash at the Beach 2000. Mm. Oh, yes. I'm so, I mean, it's closely being followed up by Battleground 2016, which is the Shield nope. Triple Threat, which will be good. Like, I'm not taking that away. I've reviewed it. Have you? Yeah, covered that. I, I was I was making videos when that came out. Oh, well, blow me down. I, I yeah. would much rather do Bash of the Beach 2000. I think Definitely. there is a lot, so much more interesting stuff to talk about in that. But hey, that's why we put it into your hands. If you'd rather us talk about Battleground 2016, then by all means. Also, I want to point out, Bash of the Beach 96 is also on that poll, the formation of the NWO. Mm. And it is not doing well in the poll. So if you want to hear <laughs> us talk about that, go show that some love. And if you pledge $25 a month or more, you will get a shout-out and a wrestling nickname in our WrestleTalk Hall of Fame on this very show. Thank you, Luke's favourite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. The Roller Coaster, Robert Acosta. The Vision, Adonis. Ronald Coleman. Baby! The Blacksmith, Jason Smith. Ryan, be bad! The British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. Shield Maiden, the Zorn Niece. He's no jackass. Dano! Probably starring alongside Darby Allen. He's a sexy man. Sexy man! Not an Andrew Gross man. Gross! he can last sean for longer than you in the ring and lastly for this hall of fame class on the 6th of july 2021 the cleaner kenny shah I was, oh yeah, go over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page and join us there. I was shocked because I just looked at how many Ultra Chats we had. I was like, we've got four pages. When did that happen? They're all questions for Jonathan Frakes. Oh. <laughs> so so let's, let's do your, uh, your, your donations now. Nate S., as Jericho would say, not to be political, but unfortunately, I think there's a large enough segment of population that would cheer Riker, and that's what they're counting on. Also, they love a USA chant and other news. Vote Dominion 2015. Jam that jam for that poll. Nate S., I mean, that is a very, very um, bold play. I don't think Dominion 2015 is winning. Uh, Riley Finlayson. If I'm correct, Ricochet was Prince Puma. You are correct. So it's no surprise they're having great matches. Of course, the history with Morrison and Lucha Underground. Shame about both their characters. I think Drew's weird promos are so he can avoid giving away tactics to the interviewer. Whatever happened to the Gaza Rose abuse? Yeah, Three weeks it's much. just been dropped. Uh, I don't think... I just think it's... It's just stereotypical promos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think... I think a lot of fans are trying to write themselves uh, a reason mm -hmm. for these promos. The reason is Vince thinks it's getting him over. Haven asks, have you ever been impaled by a square mallet? Hey, that is some kind of mallet. Talis P, remember when Nikki Cross was number one contender after Hell in a Cell? Did I dream that? I mean, she was feuding with them, wasn't she? She beat both Flair and uh, Rhea Ripley in Beat the Clock Challenges. 
But she was never number one contender. I don't think she was ever. No, she was just she a just, pawn. Yeah, yeah. She was. She was um, just there to give both the challenger and champion losses going into their championship match. <laughs> Marjo thirty two. Alexa Bliss is like Woody, and we are Andy. I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> Have you ever had your gimmick suck? Oh, that's what you're. That's your question for Frakes. Uh, Talis P, MVP has more women with him than the whole SmackDown roster. <laughs> I don't know how they're filling two extra slots on the uh, the SmackDown women's uh, Money in the Bank, mate. Well, that's why you get Zelina back, isn't she? <laughs> hey, that too. Doesn't she conduct herself well on social media? I think she's... <laughs> Dutch sheet boy. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Berg, poor review number nine. Danny is an Australian shepherd who is completely insane. She likes to herd dogs in the pack and enjoys running at high speeds, knocking over anything in her path. 11 out of 10. Nicknames, Doinkles, Dinking Doink Nuts, Danny Phantom, Rory's Snore Again. That's a good dog. That's a good dog. Killface EXW, I would like to thank Ollie for recommending Manscaped. I saw the ad last week, and if the Lawnmower 3.0 is good enough for Ollie's eyebrows, then damn it, the Lawnmower 4.0 will be good enough for me, and it was. Get your lawn, Lawnmower 4.0 at manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. Thank you, Killface. Let's get in <laughs> Sponsors it. are it. over. <laughs> I like to hear it. Uh, James Hanley, Pokemon trainer Eva Marie, would like to battle. Pokemon trainer Eva Marie sent out Dewdrop. Uh, go! What made up Pokemon do you send out? Mine is the Pokemon Poor Decisionosaur. So, this is very good. It works better written down, James. But that's, I appreciate your comment. Gabrielle Ray has, for the Jonathan Frakes cameo fund, also possible questions. Have you ever chased after the meaningless 24 7 championship? Have you ever started hating a friend because they texted you two instead of two? <laughs> you ever wonder why Reginald is still here? Very good. Zachary T. Robinson, some suggestions for a cameo from Jonathan Frakes. Have you ever wondered how many rounds there are? Is it Sid and is he evil? And do you ever wonder when Peanuts were on the up? Can't wait for Quizzlemania this week. Sully and Big Damo will be an amazing pair. Big Damo, of course, Killian Dane. That's on Thursday, everybody, not the usual Wednesday. Yes, because we don't want to clash with the football. It's coming home. Not in a real loop. doctor in training. Ollie, your Jonathan Frakes bit in the edited review today made me decide to see if I could hunt out the old Beyond Belief episodes. Turns out they're all available on Prime Video. Oh, God, we're going to get copyrighted <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> PSA, uh, Beyond Belief is infinitely more fun than current Raw. I believe it. <clears throat> Cam Cooper, have you ever heard a man in his 40s refer to himself as America's Moist Wanted? Nate Tess, you guys need to slide into Evil Uno's DMs. He's looking for a YouTube channel for the Dark Order since they got kicked off BTE. Yeah, so that happened yesterday's yeah. episode. I, I, don't, I, I would imagine they'll probably just start their own one, right? Or go with Sammy. Um, but we know Colt. Could ask him. Got an M. Scott Peden. Long-time viewer, first-time Ultra Chatter. Since PFK got the boot, I pledged more and became a $25 backer. Jam that jam. Good idea, Scott. Uh, and Dean Barretum for now. Have you ever been beaten by a distraction finish? Have you ever seen Bad Bunny? Did you ever think Miz was getting a huge push? Have you considered a bigger boat? Have you ever looked at a pendulum and thought, 
that swings one way. <laughs> that last one's really good. Very good. Did you um just before we get into all of our Jonathan Frakes things, did you see uh the the footballer fake his injury uh in uh, the football recently? Because it proper I don't reminded think so, me. No. It reminded me of a Seth Rollins match. Um, I'll just play it for you now. There he is, like, oh no, ow, ow! Everyone's running past me. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, John. <laughs> well, it's four o'clock, so we are sort of out of time. But I'll quickly run through a few of these freaks suggestions. <laughs> There's loads. Have you ever had goo come out of your mouth for no reason? Have you ever been part of retribution? I like that one. Have you ever watched a horrible show for months as a social experiment? Have you ever walked out in a match for no reason? Have you ever heard someone talk and wish, can I pause you? Have you ever wondered who the tag team champions are? Have you ever main evented a pay-per-view only to get released a few weeks later? <laughs> Those start to sound like uh, sort of legal advice adverts. <laughs> Have you ever seen a box like structure? Have you ever seen so many DQs, roll ups, and distractions? Do you forget that a pay per view is today? <laughs> Do you ever dread a weekly three hour show? Have you ever felt <laughs> the glow? Sorry, I like this one. Have you ever seen a four week push? <laughs> Have your ancestors ever fought the Loch Ness Monster? Uh, let's have a look at the other ones. Do, 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 do. Have, have you ever been, been a Somalia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, delightful. Very good. Have you ever Very fallen good. off a roof and been saved by a slightly smaller roof underneath? Oh, that's good brilliant. callback. One year on from there was a slightly smaller yeah. roof. Have you ever vandalized public property only to get hired by the company that owned the property? <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, well, 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 we'll keep you posted on the Jonathan Frakes thing. We'll see if we can make that happen. But thank you, everybody, for joining us here today. Uh, tell them what's coming up, Luke. Hey, so coming up on this week on the Rust Talk podcast, we have got the NXT review tomorrow with Pete and Tempest, your jam that champion, Pete, that is. Then Ollie and I will be back to review AEW Dynamite this coming Thursday. Very much looking forward to that. It's in front of fans and all that, featuring Andrade El Idolo's debut match for AEW. So I'm sure it can be a really newsworthy show to talk about. And then on Friday, myself and Denise Salcedo are being joined by the friendos from Going In Raw, Steve and Lars and they're going to be on the show with us talking about the biggest news in the week and then on saturday pete and tempest will be doing the smackdown review as we gear up for next week where we're going to be having money in the bank predictions and a money in the bank live stream reactions featuring the first ever jam in a jar ladder match what does everyone think about luke's eyeline when he does the plus i'm trying to look i'm trying to look into i know, the I know yeah does I'm it look like I'm looking talking slightly... to me? <laughs> Is it weird, everybody? I always well, think to say this. I, I, I don't know. I, I always figured that was the best way for me to like communicate to the audience. Is it, it is it the wrong is. way to do it? It probably is the best way. <laughs> You right? Sorry, I know we're recording this. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Uso's been arrested.
<gasps> what? No. Dear, oh dear, come on, oh, man. Oh, no. Arrested for drink driving again. Bum, bum, bum. TMZ. WWE's Jimmy Uso arrested for DUI again. Cops say the <laughs> rest of blue are 205. It's probably the most over 205's ever been. <laughs> um, Thank you. Um, you tomorrow if you want. Uh, what to do, what to do. Oh, you're talking about doing a, a breaking news thing? Yeah. Get Pete on it. Pete's around. Yeah. Message Pete. Pete. Could you please make a breaking news video for this? Would you like to meet? Like just a one-shot reaction, like how I normally do. Can you tell my two hundred five live joke? Be very careful about wording, <laughs> because it's a legal matter. <laughs> <laughs> But very careful about wording in, in capitals. Yeah, just on the webcam. But make it look as nice as possible. Backlight and stuff. Rather than and pull up. Look, people like this. This is why they become members. So they can see behind the... Content. They're probably this like, is... oh man, it must be so exciting working in a wrestling newsroom where everything's so I'm like, oh yes, could you just please do this? <laughs> oh, do take it seriously if you can, if you can. Yeah, it can be just three minutes long. No need to go longer. Cool. Well. Well, there's a bit of breaking news for you, everyone. Um, would you like some emails though? Trying to get us back onto podcast track. Yes. Yes, there it is. There now it I'm is. in. Positive, now I'm back. Positive in. affirmation. Lovely. Live reaction. Exclusive behind a paywall reaction. Yeah. I mean, you might be the only people that ever hear my 205 live joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going in the breaking news video about a man's. Uh... <laughs> it's obviously a very serious matter. I hope everyone appreciates that. I'm just trying to have a bit of fun. <laughs> um, this Cancel one comes him. in. This one comes in from Mistrust, how I got it wrong. Hello, Luke, Ollie, and the rest of the WrestleTalk crew. It's Mistrust here. I wanted to tell you a story about how I got meeting wrestlers way wrong. Oh, so this has happened. This isn't like, I'm scared to. Believe it or not, I'm an indie wrestler uh, turned ref after injury. My wrestling school takes part in every WrestleCon. I was able to join and help at a Florida WrestleCon and had the pleasure of meeting the handler, pretty much handle the monkey and autograph flow, for Mr. Petra, uh, Mr. Petra, uh, I think I butchered his name, Mr. Petra, Mr. Petria? Um, he wanted a beer and I was happy to get this for him. As I navigated out of our seating area, my voluptuous rear end actually knocked over the coffee cup, the coffee cup of Gangrel. Oh no. I am freaked. And I'm cleaning all of this off of his shoes and apologizing like crazy. He was very nice about it and said it was okay and gave me money to go get him another cup from upstairs. Told me what he he wanted. I started a mad dash for the hall, dodging people until I thought I hit a brick wall. It was not a brick wall. It was then a TNA star, Bobby Lashley. I am now in tears. (laughs) A sweaty wall. 
I'm now in tears as I bow like a schoolgirl, apologizing and run off thinking my short-lived career is over. Later that night, I was hearing Bobby Lashley was so pissed already. And then during uh, his match, they played the wrong music. I blamed Ooh. myself for the rest of the event. <laughs> Sorry for the long story, but so happy to finally share this with someone who could understand. Take, uh, you guys are uh, wonderful humans. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. See, that's good. That's what I thought. That's what I think the segment should be. Actual embarrassing encounters with wrestlers. Wrestling shame. And that's a few. That's Gangrel mm. and Bobby Lashley. Current. Bobby Ashley. Well, I, I don't know who Bobby Lashley is yet, but Bobby Ashley is the current WWE champion. Oh, imagine um, running into him. Well, like literally what, big, running into the guy. Big sweaty brick wall that he is. I remember shaking the hand of Sammy Callahan after his match that he had at uh, Wrestling MediaCon because we were meant to be filming something with Sammy all day and we kept trying to find him and we just could not find him anyway. He'd either gone out for something, he'd gone out to get some food and then he fell asleep. And he was incredibly apologetic about it and he was so wonderful and it was so nice to chat with him. But good crikey was that man sweaty. Because he had literally <laughs> just finished a match and yeah. he had finished the match and walked to his signing table so we could start doing autographs and stuff. And you could tell that he had just finished a match. And that was like shaking hands with a sweaty wall. Mm. What was weird, though, was how you then rubbed your the hand that you'd shaken Sammy with on your face. Well, yeah, for the content, smooching for the content. Do you think it's not like it's a show of respect, isn't it? Backstage <laughs> in locker rooms. You, you, you shake everyone's <laughs> hands and then you smooch them. <laughs> I've told you, I think I've told this in the podcast as well before, like when we used to be backstage at WrestleGate shows and I was really embarrassed to like shake people's hands because they're like proper wrestlers and I'm not. Mm. I'm just this, I'm this internet dork who like talks it about It seems presumptuous. It seems presumptuous for me to shake their hands. And then I got into a second level of panic because my thinking was, I don't want to bother them. Then I got into a second level of panic of like, uh-oh, what if they think now I think I'm better than them and they should be approaching <laughs> me to shake my hand. And that's when you kissed one of them? Yeah, that's when I kissed bad bones. That was all I could so think to do. You just got to smooch bad bones. I just, and, then I, and then I kissed Pac. It was the only thing I could think to do after that. In a panic. Oh, you big beautiful bastard. <laughs> uh, hey, one last email. It's a mark of respect. One last email from Forrest. This is a follow-up to uh, the email that Forrest sent us uh, last week. Uh, said, Namaste, Luke and Ollie. I just wanted to say uh, it was genuinely heartwarming to hear Luke's excitement uh, to read my email last week. But if Ollie takes all of my lunch money, how will I afford to buy new packs of Magic the Gathering? I'm only joking, of course. Please take all of my money. Um, today, I would like to move down the list to two uh, wrestlers I'd be afraid to meet if I got it wrong. Jeff Hardy. As an angst-ridden teen rocker of the late 2000s, Jeff Hardy was the epitome of cool at the time and one of the biggest factors in me becoming a wrestling fan. Uh, I... I was live there for some of his best and worst moments. I was there when Edge speared him off the ladder at WrestleMania 17. Oh, wow. I was there for his first WWE Championship <clears throat> win at Armageddon. I was there front row of the barricade for the incident at Victory Road against Sting. Oh, you've seen the ups and downs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, as an influence of my evolution as a wrestling fan, I'd be e as equally stressed to meet Jeff as I would Kenny Omega. Through a reason I feel everyone can relate to, the fear of letting down one of your childhood heroes. I just want to think I was, I was cool. I'd be completely devastated if I was to ruin that by getting it wrong. Mm. I would lock myself away from society and change my name. Much love, the ghost that haunts WrestleTalk. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we do have one other one, but we will save that for the AEW review. Please do get more of those in. Support at WrestleTalk.com. Do send us an email. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you for the uh, AEW review on Thursday. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 